What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Binac Podcast, where we talk music, the people that make it, and the communities that listen to it. Look at us. Back on schedule, kind of. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> We're getting it together, okay? It's it's happening. It's happening. Um, live and direct from hurricane preparation uh, oh, here in South sorry. Carolina. Air yes, quotes. Air quotes. Yeah, I would say air quotes. Um, no, I mean, it's supposed to rain, but I still, I mean, with climate change and things going the way that they're going, I still do take it very seriously. Um, we're still just supposed to get rain. And I was moving my mic setting. We're supposed to get rain and um, really just rain. And I think we're supposed to get some winds, but uh yeah what's it what's 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 the hurricane's name for the idalia i swear that they're just making up names at this point well they have it's like a little generator or something i think and um i've got to sit back because for some reason the louder i get i can hear myself echo and sometimes you can hear it in the recording um they have like a generator or something obviously or not obvious. It wasn't particularly obvious until I talked about it in one of my Discord servers. But you realize that like all of the hurricanes are women and then like the tropical storms are men because hurricanes are like worse. Well, you know, you know why that is, right? No, why is that? Other than hurricanes just being worse. No, well the whole well the whole whole thing is so and I got this from my seventh grade teacher. I don't know if it's ever true. If it was ever true or not, but I think it had some type of uh, weight to it. It was, it came, the name Hurricane came from a fighter pilot. And literally, okay. <laughs> I, it, 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 well, the whole thing of not the name and convention of it being women mm-hmm. came from came from a fire pilot because he was going through it at the time and when he saw the storm he was like man her <clears throat> she's a pain and he says my wife so and so is a pain and he was like so it was like he he correlated the size of the hurricane with the size of his wife's attitude and attitude and whatnot I mean that doesn't shock me but that's still aggravating as shit because niggas annoying too well, this well, it's a fire. <laughs> so that's the whole thing. So it was her a pain, but they switched it to hurricane. And then, of course, when this oh, course, this sounds this, like a, a old wives' tale mixed with like it feels like there's some truth to it, but I don't know what's true. <laughs> well, the, the whole thing is that that people that the uh, a lot of women uh, found. "Quote unquote," allegedly found that out, and were were so offended. That's why they started incorporating like her, like Hurricane Todd's and males' names in there. But I think, well, I think all hurricanes are still they still have female names, and the tropical storms have. I don't know. Anyways, uh, I mean, I anticipate it to be very wet tomorrow. They're not like they're calling for kind of like flash flooding and they're calling for a lot of flooding like on the coast, but they're calling for like flash flooding here since it's going rain. 
And then obviously the schools, like, I think what frustrates me, I, I am glad that the schools shut down or like do a half day or try to adjust. So tomorrow the school is doing a half day, which even in normal circumstances, half days are the bane of dual income households. Let me tell you why. Just story time for people who are parents with school age kids already know this. And um, people who aren't, here's a lesson. If you're a household where both people go to work, wherever that is, working from home or commuting or however your setup is, half days are stupid because work don't have half days. Like It's not like my job randomly is like, hmm, every three weeks we get a random half a day. At least not my job. Apparently, you know, some people get like half day Fridays or whatever. Not in my company. So a half day is always an inconvenience for working parents. There's no way to slice that. It's never lit because you're taking off work. So that means you're taking your vacation time to go pick up the kid in the middle of the day. And I just have, I have a slight grievance because who said that, who said that this is what we're supposed to do and why? Like half day, either... Either let the kid be out of school, you know what I mean? Because like, either give me a, like, if that's the case again, okay, because a full day off, you got to figure out what to do anyways. You have to take off a whole day of work anyways, if the kids are out of school or whatever. But like, what the fuck is a half day? What is that? Who decided this? I find it annoying, that's all. <laughs> Logically, like on the educator, like administrative side of things, it makes sense. Because like a lot of those half days, well, like tomorrow, everybody's going home. But like a lot of those half days, sometimes the teachers stay in and get some work done or whatever. Like I get that piece of it. But for the parent, like what? So like what? I just, I don't know. I've been trying to figure out like that. <laughs> I was trying to remember what happened to me when I had half days from school. But like, I what do you like? I know what happened to me. What happened to you? That's why my mom took me to the job. You know what? Now, back in the day, my dad, like my dad did used to take me because he worked for the state. So he had a little office and I would just like sit in the corner or whatever. That's basically it. Um, but I'm just thinking now and like, I mean, like I said, working from home, it's not. It is inconvenient at best because like the work from home landscape, again, this a whole tangent, the work from home landscape is like, yeah, like people nowadays, people are still kind of like. You know, back when everybody was working from home, it would be like, hey, everybody, I need to go on mute. My dog's barking. Pee pee, like mute. Mute. I got to, you know. But now people are more like, okay, I don't give a fuck about that dog. I don't give a fuck about your kids. Like, the like now things are just due. Like, nobody's like, oh, we care. Like, the, the, no, some, like some I'm managers are, are, you know, I mean, like they're accommodating, but like it's less of that. So again, when it's kind of like, okay, well, kids are at home for a half day or whatever. It's like half days are stupid. I don't know. Half days are just dumb. Well, Either the take whole, the whole fucking day or don't. Well, the whole thing about, about it is, is usually because the people that are in higher management, and this leads into what's going on, that they want everybody to come back to work but it's really not for the right reasons. It's really coming down to re to real estate. I mean, 
So, you know, instead of just saying, hey, we're going to have a hybrid schedule of, you know, you can pick of three, two or two threes, what, you know, whatever, what works for you or whatever works for you, you know, except I don't for like see the, how that like makes the real estate problem. Like if, if everybody well, was hybrid, that wouldn't be a problem. Cause it, would, it wouldn't be, but, but that, but they want to, but it's a whole thing of control. Yeah. It's a whole thing of control. But why I say real estate is because a lot of these office buildings have high leases. So they're leasing, they don't own the building. They lease out the, the office space. So they're paying all this money every month and they're and they're not seeing any return on that. So but you like, wouldn't see a return on it anyways. Like all the all the excuses don't make sense because you're not no, gonna see no, a return no. on it with my ass. No. no, I know I'm just saying the yeah. logic behind it don't be logic into me because you're not gonna see a return on like me sitting in the seat doesn't give you any more money. The whole thing, the whole thing is that everybody's trying to take their lead from Elon from Elon Musk, who's like, No, we need to have everybody in here five days a week. If you're not in yeah. here five days a week. Days a week, you, we you need a fire because there's you know government's trying to do that and whatnot. But it's like this: well, if you're not in the office building, how can work get done? And then also the surrounding community, how does that affect the surrounding community? I'm like this: fuck the community to a certain degree because every place, and I hate to say this, is every in every state, you know what your main source of job sources are whether it's government schooling tech what have you right when if your job sources are not fully diversified and what i mean by that is like in the top three that you can chop into any one of them and it's still making a big amount of money then you have a problem and where where i'm at maryland dmv area the main people, the main job source is government. Federal. Oh, well, that makes sense. So federal government, local government, it's just government and, you know, military, right? When they did the government shutdown, you saw literally everybody off the roads and people were struggling. And then, pe- and then when, of course, news and they try to say, we need to get back to work. We need to get back to work. Yes, you need to get back to work, but the whole thing was said to any individual's eyes who was thinking it's like this, look, you got a problem because this is literally like 70% of your whole entire workforce is government. And that's all that this area is known for. There's no diversity compared to like, if you go up to, so like if you go up to New York, right? New York, you got tech, you got well, that's a whole different ball game too. But, but but you see where I'm going yeah. with it, right? Tech, entertainment. You have multiple industries that can say, okay, hey, we're not we're not built. If one goes down, we we're still okay, you know. And California, it's just it's tech capital and all this type of stuff, but. I said all that to say I opened up with a rant and FBI agent, if you're listening, this is not me talking shit on my particular company. I just, you know, it's a like, I, I think <laughs> I, let me, let me hop in there while you get there. I think to me, it's stupid. Remote work is not going anywhere. I think it's more just people want to go back to the way things were and just being slave masters. And 
honestly, and I understand the whole thing of people need to get back to work. Well, people also have a work-life balance that even though their kids may be in the picture or what ha- or what have you, at least they're not on the road two hours a day trying right. to run from 45 from their job being 30, 45 minutes away in traffic each way, trying to get their kid on time, trying to get to work on time compared to, hey, let me just drop my kid off and literally I'll be home and be on the computer by a certain time and what have I- you. I count it. That's why I say I count it all blessed. I just, I am annoyed. What I'm really annoyed about, which is obviously capitalism as a whole, by the structure of things that just don't make sense, right? Like, like thinking about like school, you know, school schedules try to be, uh, you know, kind of like planned around people's work schedules, but like realistically, and this is not me advocating for like kids to be in school for eight hours because I'm not, because I think like, I think in like on a, maybe I heard an educator say this or somewhere I was told that like the way the school schedule is kind of like setting them up for a work day, which like, okay, fine. Right. But it's just like doing backflips. I don't know how this can't be seamless, right? Like if people got to go to work and kids got to go to school, why are we jumping through hoops? Like, like elementary school gets out at like 245. I don't know anybody that gets out of work at 245. Are you know what I mean? Like if you're a nine to fiver, you don't get off work or unless your first shift is early. Like if you're like a plant worker or something like that, like either way, it's just not conducive to anybody's life at all. That's all I'm saying. It's just aggravating. And like capitalism is a scam. I'm just, I feel like I feel capitalism is a scam has just been a very big part of my life. (laughs) I think since like since lockdown Capitalism just a scam. That's really it. That's all. That's well, it and that's all. Everything. As I watch, you know, CoffeeZilla, Pocket Watching with JT, a couple of these other guys really just expose that a lot of these, you know, a lot of these scammers, you know, unfortunately. I'm not going to say it's us. It's a pick your, pick your, pick whatever culture you have. You're going to have a whole lot of people scamming, you know, whether it's through financial literacy, <coughs> um, if if you know, you know. If you know, you know what I just said. But you know, a certain, but you got, but you got people, you got people like that who who say they're they're for the financials, trying to empower people, but it's really trying to empower their egos and their pockets um a lot of these quote unquote the biggest and brightest you know their visionaries really really are nothing like their rugs are getting pulled from them because their own social media doing um <laughs> like like come on let's let's pivot we we opened the episode very Whoa, debbie downer let's throw away no debbie downer let's just call it what it is we opened we opened the episode real let's just call, uh, let's just, let's just call it what it is ain't nothing going on music wise ain't really nothing going on because everybody wants to do social shenanigans you know not social shenanigans but social sh- shenanigans except for except for um except for Nas and celebrating hip uh put on a great 
performance through uh, Mass Appeal and celebrating 50 years of hip hop. Oh. Uh, 50 you know 50 Cent going on his last world tour and all the stops looks like he's having fun and just enjoying the ride. Your your girl that you went and paid X amount of dollars for her 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 tour is about to wrap up. Like let's let's just call it what it is. Ain't nothing ain't nothing else going on in the industry. I will accept ain't nothing else going on in the industry, air quotes, but I'm just not about to let you like there are so many things that have dropped that are doing well, I was about to say numbers, but I don't like equating numbers to doing well. I don't believe in that. So there are lots of things that are doing well, lots of artists that are thriving out here. So like, I get what you mean, um, but we know the industry is being the industry. And I do actually, I will pause to take a brief break to say, for one, just because the 50, 50th anniversary of hip hop fell in the middle of us, like recalibrating or whatever, um, we didn't talk much about it. But I also just would like to mention that me personally, if it were me, um, and I'm just, I'm not, I mean, I, I was going to say I'm ready for like pitchforks and whatever, but I, I really don't care. Um, hip hop is a very instrumental genre to my life, but um, I don't know how I would have handled covering 50 years of hip hop. Like, I just... Can, can can I can I say something about that? I I mean, all basically the way that I started this and then chime in. I just don't know how Binac would have handled covering fifty years of hip hop with the state of hip hop being where it is for me personally. Um, and that's not to say that I don't care about hip hop and hip hop is you know not an influential genre. I just don't know what I would have done with it. So if anybody is questioning why. One reason is because we were recalibrating, and the other reason is because by the time that I would have gotten recalibrated, I don't know what I would have talked about. I'm going to be honest with you, and other people have highlighted this in other mediums and shows, but I think the 50th, cel 50th year celebration of hip-hop was significantly lacking. I think a lot of people didn't know how to uh, to um what's the best way to put it? How to handle it with the care and the decorum that it deserved. I think I think the the performance at uh, Yankee Stadium that's why I said it's Nas and Mass Appeal, you know, I think they did it, you know, were one of the more successful because they took great care. They they were trying to showcase, like, all the eras, you know. It went long, but it, they showcased as many of the eras as they could. But I also know that the South felt a little bit disrespected because they didn't get the shine which and which hold on which i know that there was two other tour two other tours that was going on roughly around the same time and but and ironically from ll with rock the bells 
and he was doing his force tour that he had uh, different special guests. So er everything was building off of each other. But I know there was a lot, like a lot to be desired on top of, and I will say this on top of, there was a lot of initial backlash. And I'm not saying just throw things up and say how hip hop changed your life or whatever, you know, feel good stories and whatnot. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that a lot of what you were were leading, were touching on of where the state is, is that's what a lot of people are at crossroads with. And I'll put, and it's funny that, that and I'll let you take over. It's funny because I remember Dr. A couple weeks ago, Dr. Trey was talking to Kevin Hart and he was talking about, hey, a lot of the music, He's like, hey, where we're at, it's just getting bigger, bigger, and better, and better. And I think I talked about this on our last episode that I took a little. I was like, eh, Dre, I think you're kind of wrong on here because he didn't. He didn't shit on the new generation. He said a lot of things I don't listen to because it doesn't do anything for me. But he was saying that it's in a better place position wise, and. I had this like, is it really? Because I think it's this, the the opportunities are greater. The technology is great to make bigger, to make better records. But I think the quality has gone down. I think the highlighting of the quality of artists has gone down. I feel that the ones that we know that can actually rap, actually make great buys of work is not being highlighted enough or they'll get an initial like maybe 30 seconds in the mainstream and then it's like okay what's next so is hip-hop really in a better place per se i'm gonna throw it over to you i like seven things but i'm gonna start with one um so yes I want to, and that actually really wasn't even in the topic of things discussed tonight, but I wanted to kind of talk about, again, like why you didn't see, or why, you know, like, oh, you didn't see, or even as far as like, you know, first of all, we've, if you're a, a regular listener of the podcast, we've already discussed what we're doing with social media. So that's that. But why you didn't even see like, oh, we did the little 30 days of hip hop or whatever. And then like, why you didn't see any of that again, handling it with care is very important. And let's start there. It's something to be handled with care and maybe a little bit of, I mean, I'll say me personally, I won't take over and say, you know, that for you, but a little bit of my imposter syndrome does not touch hip hop with like, or I'll say hip hop historians with like a 50 foot pole, right? I'm not about to sit here and play with the, um, you know, with the super big like music heads or whatever. Like for one, it doesn't even feel like my place. Like I love championing good music. I love hip hop, but like that's one. Two, um, or even 1.5, handling it with care is important. And I did not want to be a part of the pointing and laughing that happened um, when something was done wrong. Uh, because a lot of that did end up happening. Like, you know, the places that we all know do them fuck ass list. And then people was fucking arguing. 
I said 1.5, 1.75. I don't want to be a part of that discourse. I've, I've gone on record and said that Binec is not a part of that discourse. We are not the discourse for people to be yelling back and forth about, um, you know, well, Complex said this and they're stupid and wrong. We know they're stupid and wrong. So we're not like, we can just stop supporting them. Like I always get on this soapbox, but I'd be tired of y'all letting Complex piss you off intentionally. And that makes me very mad. Stop, unfollow them. Just unfollow them. It's okay. Like, or if you want to see like, you know, the next new up and coming person or whatever. But when Complex does something real stupid that you know is clickbait, because I know that there is a little nerd that like lives in the Complex writer's room. That's like, what's going to piss them off today? What? How can I make a list? Like, I know he lives there. So like, st stop, stop doing that. Because you know that's what they do. It's funny, Joe Biden actually, when uh, Everyday Struggle was going on, it's funny that in like the first two weeks, uh, Joe Biden actually found that person, or at least the person that lived up to those stereotypes. I'm, I'm just saying, like, I know he or she even, I'm not even going to make this a gender neutral role. I know the person exists. He live, They live there. They live in complex and they do it. So, like, unfollow them. So, that's, the, that's one. Two. Um, the mainstream is broken. That came up when you said something. The mainstream is fucking broken. And so when we get to saying these things, right? Like, oh, like, you know, like, oh, music is in the industry and da-da-da. You're right. The mainstream's fucking botched. So, okay, but like in saying that the mainstream is broken, or and even to take it further, it's broken because we are being marketed to at all times. So we are at a heavy state of like always being sold something. So a lot of the times the talent or the really fun part of like discovering artists. Like what was that tweet? I don't know. I want to say you retweeted it. I saw it on Binac Instagram and I'm really pissed off that I didn't bookmark it somewhere. Um, it was like uh, A&Rs are... I'm gonna find it. But it was just something talking about breaking artists and A&Rs. And I was like, yeah, that's because all y'all do is search TikTok. Like y'all are TikTok A&Rs. And so y'all be out here looking for what song got 7 million hits. Like that's not really A&Ring. And again, I've never been an A&R. So, you know, maybe I don't know what the job is. But like, y'all aren't even like, you're, you're not even doing the work to discover anyone new. So that's why I be getting a B in my fucking bonnet where it'd be like, oh, the mainstream is broke. Well, no, the mainstream is broken. Yes. And I'm not about to sit here and say that the talent doesn't exist. Nobody, the people who are in, I'll specify that the people in the right places aren't looking because I'm looking. So, I mean, but I just, I can't put nobody on. Like, I mean, I'm trying, but like. I think, I think what you're saying is, let's just call it what, what it was. And you can call them because everybody knows the record industry got plenty of of stories of bloodletting and all this type of stuff. And what I mean by that is like the writers not paying the, the songwriters or whatnot. But I'm just going to use, for example, like Motown, right? And I could be totally off on here, but I just want but this kind of serves my, serves to my argument to, to a certain point. When Motown was running, they had literally a pipeline of producers, yep. songwriters, mm -hmm. and singers. So usually the songwriters and the producers were helping. It was a whole family collective. Right. And usually it was the singers 
that may have gotten the, that may have wrote it was the songwriters that wrote the hits that was that was like oh you can also sing too that guess what we know you can do this with with so and so what about you cuz i'm looking at you and guess what you're up next cuz mar cuz was it you got mar marvin gay was part of that smoky smoky uh I know there's a couple others, but those are two that just come off the top of my head that uh, that literally it was like a full, per, it was almost, it was an assembly line, but it was like, okay, you got to learn how to write good, good, great songs. You got to write, then you got to learn how to pre- perform them. You got to learn how to make that connection. And once you did that, it was usually through a feature and it's like, okay, now we see what you're doing. Guess what? Now you're up. We're playing. We're, we're taking this person off the deck for a little bit while they while they recover. But we got somebody else coming up. The key concepts here are community and synergy. Those are very key concepts in what we're saying. And it was artists. And the thing is, artist development because you can be a great songwriter, but you can be a terrible performer. Well, and getting and getting like you said. Well, I guess that. To me, that kind of falls into the synergy because you got the room or not. Well, it's the room to grow, but you had the people around you that are going to help you grow. So there's not just, ooh, pick someone off the internet and then just hope that by somehow that they're talented and can perform live. You just have them up on stage. Anyways, I just, those were the two points from the, 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 like trying to cover hip hop things that stood out mainly. Um, Like I said, I had, probably a longer list they weren't as important but those two stick out very heavily in my mind and mainly with the mainstream being fucking broken like i'm almost to the point and i'm not gonna sit here up on a high horse and be like i'm never listening to mainstream music that's not fucking true but like i just want us to actually stop turning to the mainstream at this point because now you're gonna be upset because you're gonna be like oh there's nothing to listen to there's a ton of shit to listen to actually it's here there's a lot of talent out here and so Again, it's kind of our job, even as like the little guys to do the work and be like, okay, well, who are we listening to? Like, let's get back in the game and like make sure that we're covering our bases and listening to people because the mainstream broke and I don't even care for it to get fixed at this point because I don't know what's going to fix it. Like, they don't even know. They don't know. know. I don't know. So I'm not looking to them anymore. They're, they're They're scrambling. They're scrambling, trying to figure out What's that new thing and what's going to keep the lights on for X amount? And it's like, literally, go back to the basics. Do your damn job. And this is not saying, like, if you on TikTok and you got to, or you go viral off of a song or whatever. Right, this is not me shitting on Fly on a Boss because they did a great job. Hello, Christ, I'm about to sin again. Like, good job. Yeah, it's you got saying- but But anybody would tell you, will tell you that has been in any industry any industry of producing and whether that's music whether that's movies whether that's in sports whether that's in books it's not about okay now yeah you did this now what can you do it's really what can you do for me in the next two to three moves so can you get can do you that's why i always said for any artist, and yes, there's longevity, but what we're seeing is what is really watering down a lot of the music is this quantity over quality because a lot of them feel like they just need to 
feet, 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 feet. And you're like this, bruh. I understand. Look, I understand. But after a while, I always, and this was always my thinking when I listened to an artist. You're first out, you have your, you have your, your demos, your EPs that sort of, that will get your name bubbling or whatnot. You got the heat. But that's not your complete body of work. You it stages. Your first album is always going to be your easiest. It's always going to be your easiest album because you've been working so hard for that. It's that second and third album that's going to really make or break you. So really, your first album should be like this is my introduction up to 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 the world. This is you know my name. This is how I get down. The second one should be more of all right. Where are you in your journey? Third is a continuation of that you've lived, you've lived, you've had a bit of struggle, you know, you've really seen what's, you know, really behind the, behind the pictures and the veil and whatnot. And to interject here, I'm also very much tired of this album. This album is normally the, you know, fame bitches hose album too. And I'm kind of tired of this one. Um, but I mean, it's an album that has to be made, but this is normally that one. It usually is made. It usually is made, but if you do it right, it can be a great. Yeah, it can be good. It can be good. Um, yeah, it can be good, but normally those. And are that's good. usually, and that's usually that. That's why I said the second and third album is going to be more important than your first album. First album can, well, I say, oh, you're you're great. Now it's like, okay, follow that up. Now follow that up. And a lot of times, there a lot of these artists are unloading the clip in their first album. So when the second album comes around, they don't know what to do. Well, and I think I think a problem or a a thought, not necessarily a problem, because for one, nobody even plans like that anymore in the mainstream. Let's say that people just throw shit out, whatever. So that doesn't happen. But then, um, even if you do like put everything into your first album you're supposed to kind of, you know, live a little and like, you know, like you're supposed to kind of go off somewhere. So like, it shouldn't be like, oh, I've exhausted all of this energy and now I can't make another album. Hopefully if you're planning for artistic longevity, I think that's my main point too. If you are an artist that is planning to do this for the long haul, because A, you love it so much, B, you know, whatever, like, you know, like if A and B, or if it's basically like, this is what I want to do, then, and I'm not, and I, I don't want to be, I guess, like capitalistic in mindset to be like, well, you just got to grind it out. But like, if this is what you're going to do, then you do have to have gas in the tank for the long haul. You can't be like album one, boom. All right, I'm done. I don't, I don't got no more material. Um, or they just make the same album again and over again and, and over again. again. Anyway, the mainstream is broken. I just, I, I love, but also hate getting on these soapboxes, but the mainstream is fucking broken. And I don't care about it. Like, again, I'm don't get me wrong. I'm going to, the Beyonce's, I still got a little love in my heart for Abel. Like, you're going to get some some spent money out of me. I'm not going, I cannot sit on a high horse and be like, I will never listen to a mainstream artist again. But at the same time, you're just not about to get me furiously talking about why I don't see any new good talent popping up in the mainstream because it's broken i don't care about that no more so realistically 
see to me, and I had this conversation with it with a journalist on Twitter. I'm not going to call it its new name, but it's Twitter. Um, and yeah. She, yeah, that, <laughs> and she and she asked that question. I said it comes back down to ANRs, but it's also come back. It's also of expectations because what a lot a lot of people are getting so wrapped around is this hype beast and this viral and saying like this is how it's how it's supposed to be and i'm like no that's not how it's supposed to be because the real because realistically and i've always felt like and there was talks talk about this when jay-z was running def jam of having two separate of it's still under one umbrella of def jam but was two two different avenues one was like the hey we got it's more like the minor leagues, but we but we're putting actual money behind them to help develop them and get them to this point. While the other part was the established acts that okay, we know what we have to do over here. And at right. times there may be like it'll be combined, but the expectations in terms of record sales or whatnot of saying what is actually being successful really look like. <clears throat> Excuse me. But that never came to fruition. To me. I think that needs to come that really needs to come come and fleshed out that okay these newer acts need to have that avenue so that once they become established then you can easily make the transition over here you know and at the same time you're get your your it's a still that conveyor belt system but you're but you're not putting so much pressure and a lot of times it's that pressure but also, we already know that literally, once you sign that deal, literally half of that money is gone right off the bat. I feel like right now uh, we're in the like, you know how people, they be talking about the sports analysts and how half of them never played no sports. That's us. They be like, you ain't never been on the field. You just talk about stats. Well, we, That's we, us. Well, but I think a lot of time, and it's because it's funny because I'll watch a lot of YouTubers or whatnot actually talk about talk about sports and whatnot they're actually better than the analysts because mm -hmm. they actually will be unbiased and say what needs to be said i think a lot of the journalism is watered down i think a lot of it is just based off of that is a whole different fucking pain point and you know it <laughs> yeah and we and we talk about you know it's about access it's about access which there's okay is there's nothing wrong in gaining access, but you cannot be swayed because of that. You have to be unbiased. You have to just say, this is what it is. And if you're saying, hey, this album is good, this album is, is mid, this album is trash, and you give an unbiased opinion on it, you can't be afraid but we all know everybody's sensitive to their art, but you can't feel some type of way of saying like, Oh man, you know, they just hating on me. You know, mm -hmm. I put my blood, sweat and tears and whatnot. And, uh, and I always say this, the music is going to, is going to tell you right away. It's going to tell you right away. The, the lasting impact is going to tell right away. You can throw as many hype beasts and influencers you want at me, but if it doesn't stick to stick to my ribs, that's not having an impact. I'm saying that to, to anybody. You there, there's no stick to the rib music, and I'm not saying all, oh, but.
but they're you're speaking they're, in absolutes. Yeah. So let me the <laughs> the percent. My so therapist let, would say you are speaking in absolutes. Yeah. So okay. let me. So let me. Let me change that. The percentage of stick to your rib music, which means you're playing that damn project to death, is fair is on the negative trend. That's not saying that there isn't. We always say that's a point that I can agree with. Is there's so many there's so many artists out here that we wouldn't know about, but that we actually don't know about because it's just too much. It's too much. Well, and sub point, they're harder to find. And it lately, even in like the time recalibrating, I always use that word, but in the time recalibrating, that's what I want. Like, you know, like that's what we're for. Like we are going to be the people to, again, maybe if it's just five people that find out about a new artist or something, we can do that because bitching and moaning like okay yeah occasionally we can like you know be annoyed and be old people angry at clouds but like eventually we still we need to sift through this fucking music because they like they exist i'm holding my tongue because i really do want to talk about an artist that dropped um like in new noise today but i'm gonna hold it because you know we're planning you know planning our r&b episode and all that jazz so i'm gonna keep it but um I wanted to just bring up what bring this up while you, while I finish because it actually goes into what we're discussing. Um, word word was the was this tweet by Ebro, and I'm um, see if I can actually read it. <laughs> Give me one second. There we go. And it was actually very interesting, and when it came out, it made waves. But he was, but he said. I got a call saying it should be noted many major record labels have deprioritized signing signing rappers. The focus is now African music and Latin music. Rappers better stop being boring and talking about the same shit over and over, chasing TikTok success and comment sections. Now <laughs> I found I, I I called I called BS on this. Because this is because I said it's funny coming from him, from this man, because this man's been in the industry, has been called, has denied the practice of payola. But we all know that payola still happens, it just looks different. Ask any ask any musician. That still exists. Right? So I just came back and black and I asked him asked him and I said how much did the stations play into that they're playing legit talented artists and musicians that don't even get a look from these stations and also are we going to talk about how the heart and soul of the genre is basically gone and I'm not and I'm going to get angry I'm literally from the remember that movie inside Inside Out, the one about the emotions, I'm anger blowing up because your last point is super important because the heart and and the last point is important. The heart and soul of the genre is gone because you taught these artists that the shit that they need to do is shuck and jive for TikTok. And then like, you know what I mean? Like that I do at first at the beginning before we started recording, before we started recording, I forgot what the tweet said. So I was like, I don't remember what it was. But now I remember because it pissed me off. Because I was like, that's not even fair. Like, you 
I'll, it's wrapped up in a bunch of bullshit to me. Like you said, it's 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 giving weak. It's giving <laughs> it's giving lazy. It's giving it's time to pivot for a new dollar. It's and to me is is number one. Who's calling you, right? If you're going, if you want to be, because he was on this whole thing is why are we not seeing artists put put up their hip hop fifty montage and thanking hip hop for what they've done and all this. I'm like, stop, stop, because I'm like, number one, you, 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 we know you, Ebro, you've done some shady stuff. I, there's stories about you, okay? <laughs> but your, that tweet was very decisive. If you read between the lines, right? Again, this is, again, I reread this, right? Of course, everyone is saying, oh, well, let's say the highlight part is, they have deprioritized signing rappers, right? The focus now is African and Latin music. Now, now let me stop you. Like, let me let's pause right there for a second. And the reason that I'm pausing right there is because let's be fucking for real. How long is this gonna last? And I'm not I'm not saying it to be shitty. I love Afrobeat. Like I love, you know, like Bad no, Bunny and J Balvin that have gotten super popular. How long is this shit gonna last? You trying no, to tell me that no, magically? No, like no, this, we may we may be thing, but I said look at reread that right, and your your reaction just proved to me that why I said read between between the lines. This tweet is very decisive and very dangerous. Why do I say that? Right, because. African music has given, has influenced hip-hop. Latin music has influenced hip-hop. It's hip-hop. giving stop playing that Negro music. It's giving let's clean it the fuck up. <laughs> it's giving this is dusty and dirty now. <laughs> it's it's try to put this it's, oh, you, you, you can't have Afrobeats. You can't have Latin music. Then guess what? You can't have you don't want reggae music at as well. well, and that's what I'm saying. It's really it. The tweet stinks as well because it's just like again, like pushing. What I also see out of this tweet is so like so hip hop being like you know top genre, big, huge, popular, boom. Now it's like well, hip hop can't be big. It like it only now it's just like again Afro Afro beats or Latin music. Like we, they can't all exist exist in the same space. We will not be having any hip hop anymore because that's not popular anymore. And it's like. And also going back to kind of like our, the point, the previous point, you commodify the fuck out of something so much, then it's like disposable. Okay. Oopsie. All right. Well, it's, it's gone now. What else can we churn out? Cause then Afrobeats is going to be aggravating in two to three, whatever business months. And then it's going to be like, okay, what's next? Like you can't like the fact that that, again, that we know that's what the industry does, but like it frustrates me. And then you get tweets like this from important people and on one side of the house, you're going to get artists scrambling to be like, well, fuck, let me do some backflips and make me an Afrobeat song now, which I hate that mindset, but they're going to do it. They're going to be like, okay, well, what's popular? I'm just going to follow the trend because it's popular. And then you're going to get other people that are discouraged and, you know, whatever. It's just, fuck that tweet. And <laughs> this is, and this is where I, and this is where I, where I was going. Cause I'm like, cause people try to, cause even some people like this, oh no, they're, Hip hop is all is blackity black, and you know anybody that tries to come in is is just a uh a, a guest and whatever. No, 
that means you totally forget. You totally got the whole entire thing fucked up, right? Listen to what it is because this was dance. This was reggae dancehall in the in the mid in two thousands, early two thousands, mid two thousands, right? Because if anybody remembers, they're playing the mess out with Sean Paul and and whatnot, Elephant Man, and they tried to Americanize them, mm-hmm. and it didn't work. So then that fell to the wayside. Now, of course, we got Drake who literally goes through whatever culture, <laughs> whatever he, phase, <laughs> whatever phase he wants to go into, and he's supposed to highlight or whatnot. And I said, no, 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 because you're playing the same same record game. You can have all of the above, right? Rock influenced hip hop because a lot of the beats weren't original beats. It was samples from rock songs right so let's so let's just cut that whole entire decisive stuff out of it let's just call what that tweet really was it was more of a warning call to other people in the industry of saying hey the payment scale is going to be a little different now because this is where we're really focusing our effort into right and I had to take a step back, right? And I listened to a couple of Afro beats and dance hall and last songs. Do you know what's the difference? I mean, I personally just don't know what language or sometimes the language barrier. It, it, it doesn't even it's not even about the language barrier. What it's the it's a heart, it's a heart and soul. Well, that's true. I it's mean a heart, it's, yeah. it's a heart and soul. Before we we were uh we were recording, right? I played you a song, and that's gonna be in my new noise too, right? Oh played- yeah, no, that was a bop. That's that really might be the only song. <laughs> that was a right? bop. That was, and trust me, I got I got more if you if thing. But I said, listen to that, right? If you listen to if you listen to to the cadence, you listen to the beat. Really, like, really sit down and just listen to it. You could tell that was a that was a well made song, but there was also a heart behind it. Even though it was, even though it's, you know, a little, it's, it's about, raunchy, but I was, I was fucking with the vision. But, but it's, but it was a heartbeat to it. It was a heartbeat to it that you could say, okay, yeah, yeah, I, I'm good with this, right? And they could do it. They could do it with another, with another one. It was just this. It was a heartbeat. I would say at a party, right, and even a club, and it's funny because there was a. A video that went out on IG that somebody was playing like two thousand was uh, playing like classic hip hop, and I mean like late nineties, early two thousands, right? And then was playing and playing the dance, playing dance hall of around the same time or whatever. And the and everybody's the energy is hyped, everybody's is good and whatever, and they start playing stuff from today, and if you. (laughs) And 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 it, and it was trap. So guess what happened? The whole entire p- party and vibe just switched, and everyone's just like not moving because the connection's not there. The connection's not there. And even now, like I think about, excuse me, events and things that I go to, 
And normally, again, if it's not like just like a local hip hop show or like a local kind of um, mashup genre show or whatever, which has its own vibe, like that, that's a little bit different. A lot of the, and oh, a conversation for a different day, it just made me think about it. But the DJs don't be knowing what the fuck to do today because they just be playing. It just be like, let me throw up a song. Let me do whatever. But that, that, what that statement made me think of that because you get instead of even like a mashup, right? Like, or a DJ that know what the fuck you're doing. Let's have some transitions. Let's like, okay, let's weave in and out. You hit the, you know, you go from like the, I just got, well, I'm not, I've heard the song before, but like the song that's really popular right now, it's like Afrobeat, the uh, Libyanka people song. So like you could play that song and it's lit and people are vibing. And like a DJ should be able to be like, again, uh, I'm, a very baby DJ, not even a really good one. But let's say you weave out and you weave in a Rihanna song. I don't know. I'm just making shit up. But like the DJ should be able to do that. Like that should be the vibe. Like you should be able to weave in and out. Even if you were going to throw some trap in there, make it fun. Make it a part. Like like you There's said, the energy just be sucked out of it. I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like how the vibe can just be sucked out of a party because now you just turned on whatever. And the whole thing is your body will tell you, your body, your ear, if you have a good ear, if you have a good ear, it, it will tell you right away, like, oh, this is good. This is a hit. This got a nice little vibe to it that you like this. Okay, I'm, I know what to do with this joint, you know, and and I may have to, I may want to go into it. To a dancehall reggae retrospective, right? Because it kind of because I really do. What well, yeah, we we should talk about it. You know way more about it than I do, so I think yeah. we should. I think let's write that down. Write that yeah. down. Me. So so pen, so we're pinning because a lot because a lot of the practices that are happening today is coming from the from that dancehall dancehall uh, industry and how it's just all wrapped up, right? But the thing about Afro beats, right? Besides it being different and fresh, right? There's an actual, there's an actual heartbeat behind it. The uh the group I uh, two years ago remember that French uh hip hop group. Oh I yeah, Toronto, they're cool. Right? For yeah, French. Yeah, for keys or whatever, right? <laughs> French. <laughs> yeah, they're French. They're French, right? And we probably butchering the name, but what's that? Afrobeats. That's Afrobeats. Uh, is it? A, is it a, is it a little drill? Maybe a little drill. A little drill, but you, but but it it played. But could you really be like, yo, this is just bad? No. How everything blended together so. And well. you don't even know what they're saying. It's French. But but you were rocking with it, right? It's like, and also Aya Nakamura. I don't know if you ever listened to that album, but she's also really good French as well, if I'm not mistaken. So that's it is when when you know that and that comes back down to it is of artist development. A lot of times artists they may have been you if they dropped their debut album, you did not hear for them for, for at least two years. Right? You did not hear for them for two years. It was be almost two years before they dropped dropped an album because it was like that it was okay, dropped an album, you toured, right. I sent you back down. Enjoy, enjoy your little bit success, but you know that you're on the clock, so you gotta really work that. So you got basically a six months to eight months to of coming up with something 
then you got two months of really made doing revisions, putting it to the label, the label headaches or whatever. And if you then it's done, and then you're promoting, and that's basically two years gone right there. And then your second, and then usually it'll be the same thing again. It'd be two, maybe three years. Go look at look at the time timeline of releases. It's almost every. I'm not gonna say that, but it's, it feels like it's almost every year somebody's drop dropping something new, and it's the same album because there's no growth. Look at everybody's favorite. I. It's almost a fact. And I know I'm trying not to speak in guarantees, but a certain person from Toronto is about to drop a new album. And either this, it could be this week, it could be next week. Who knows, right? But I can almost guarantee you. It's we got to turn, we got to actually, I'm going I'm to put a number counter on the times that we mentioned people from Canada. Because we might have to just put a number, the weekend, Drake, we, 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 we. It's it's almost it's almost like, <laughs> almost like I can almost I can almost guarantee what this album is going to be, what it's going to sound like, and and who care? Oh, we don't care. We don't even care. And guess what? It's everyone's gonna say, "Oh, it's great and whatever," and I'm just gonna be like, "It's still stagnant. It's still sta- stagnant at all." And it was funny because somebody actually brought this up. Is he? He is one of the. He's maybe one of the few artists that's got so much buzz and whatnot, but has yet to drop a classic album. Oh lord, not this again! Right? <laughs> not this yeah. again! People like this will take care of things. Like take care was a was a damn good was a damn good project, but was not classic. I, but that's but that's that person. I was like, I'm not getting to that into that stuff. Right, but, that's what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not even about to do it. <laughs> I'm not even about it, to do it with you. But can but can you really say one album makes itself different from another? I I I, I again Canada counter. I'm not even. I'm not even talking but I'm about not, them. But, <laughs> I'm not saying, but, it, but it plays to a bigger to a bigger picture of. Of the whole entire shit is broken. The, broken. the whole entire shit is broken, right? However, there be guys, and I want to make sure I give them they their flowers, cause my God, that was some good. That was some good rapping. Uh, Coast Contra, right? I, I saw somebody. One of um, oh, shout out to Transcending Sound. I just saw like a clip of that. Somebody or. Uh, Amira from Transcending Sound posted that, and I saw a brief a briefly, but I need to go back and watch it. Man, that that was just that was just bars. That was bars. That was energy. That was personality. That was, yo. Let me go find some more stuff about them. And when you do, it lines up. Right, it's together. And it lines up together. And on top of that, I would say get personal. And when they talk about about some personal stuff, I was like, "This is real hip hop." You know, it's okay to show your personality, to be funny, to to be a human being, because your music be, is not a. I mean, it's a product, but it's not beep boop robot one two. And a lot of it is 
is one, two, three, because literally we we already know circle the block, pop my pop my ops. I'm take a I'm take a bitch. Yep. I'm take a bitch. I got while well, I take a bitch, I got a side chick over here. That Let's wrap up on a heavy note. I'm I, I real sad. I do like I love these episodes because we be real like passionate, but they they be leaving me real sad. I be real sad. Like well, well, we got some. Well, we got some. So you you want to go or shall I? I'm going to make a brief mention. It's gonna be real quick, and I can't remember if I've mentioned this band or collective. I'll say before. Um, oddly enough, their name is Cosmic Collective. My cousin put me on to them. I think they did a show here, and I missed it. Like they came. Oh, oh sorry. Brief PSA that does have something to do with new noise. I promise. For people in uh. Columbia and the surrounding areas. I'm going to link this in the show notes. Um, New Brooklyn Tavern, which is our like local place for mainly rock shows, but they have been supportive of all genres, all up and coming artists. They're about to lose their building um, because of capitalism. So fuck that shit. And they're doing a GoFundMe to um, a GoFundMe and they're doing like t-shirt sales. A bunch of different restaurants are like doing percent nights to host them. I actually, at the time of recording, I'm going to look up what their, I'm going to keep talking, but I'm going to look up like what their GoFundMe is doing. But said that to say, um, like once I get paid, I'm donating to their GoFundMe. It's a a huge space in Columbia that can't be lost. Um, And like we said, like up and coming artists, that's the place where they go. And uh, capitalism and bullshit and gentrification and blah, 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 blah is trying to take this space away. So I'm gonna link it, but like if you can, Columbia surrounding areas, or if you're just somebody that has a shit ton of money, please consider donating to this musical establishment um, that lives here in the heart of Columbia. Anywho, just had to make that pitch. I'm gonna link it. Um, when and and like, hold on, I'm just gonna make. Where's the GoFundMe? I want to tell you how much money has been raised so far so so far oh so so far the gofundme started on the 21st it's raised 35 35.7 thousand of its two hundred and fifty thousand dollar goal um i believe they have until the end of the year to come up with the money but either way it's just whatever this money goes towards the establishment is a crucial part of the music scene in columbia and had to make that pitch. I said that to say that Cosmic Collective is a collective that did a show at New Brooklyn. I missed it. My cousin had told me about it and I missed it. But they make, oh, and they're doing hopscotch. How nice. I've talked about hopscotch before on the podcast. Okay, I'm just looking at their Spotify. Um, so like their bio says they're a music ensemble. So they fuse jazz, funk, and soul. It's very nice to hear, like, again, I love talking about playing music, you know, for people who work or whatever. And again, it's not always I want to hear, like, like some trap or whatever. Um, so they have a nice blend of, like, easy listening music. And, um, yeah, they're pretty dope. And I want to see if I can quickly find out where they're from. But either way, um, Cosmic Collective on spotify and then cosmic collective music on instagram i really like them they're just easy to throw on 
Um, a lot of times I find myself, and this is a kind of a different podcast topic that we'll talk about. I find myself just throwing on lo-fi, listen to whatever, blah, 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 chill girl, lo-fi listening or whatever, which is fine. Sometimes my brain's not really in the mood to like think of a musical vibe to work to or whatever. So sometimes that works for me, but this like Cosmic Collective is fun and it's interesting. So if you're not in like a brain off mode and you want to hear something like enjoyable and funky and cool, that's my new noise pitching um, Cosmic Collective. They just dropped, it's just two songs. So it's called Extended Release. One song's called Extended Release. One song's called Floating. I don't have a favorite song yet. It's just two songs off of the off of this little release but yeah um that's my new noise and then got looped up into the pitch but um yeah if you want to listen to them go check them out and yeah Eddie's turn I just wanted to pitch him real quick all right so one of well is it bad that I actually got three now <laughs> go for it all right. Uh, I mentioned them. I mentioned them just a few minutes ago. But uh, Coast Contra uh, Apartment. This came. This album came out last year, but they're definitely getting uh, a lot of buzz because of their viral freestyles. Um, but they dropped an album called Apartment Five Hundred Five. Really good. Just great hip hop. Like just great hip hop that a lot of people can just vibe to. Bars galore, um, just really, uh, just really a real good uh, project. Um, of course, if we're going to go into the R&B realm, um, Taku dropped a project uh, this past Friday. Um, of course, that's about three, four days from our recording. But this past Friday, uh, songs to come home to. Um, from I'm about halfway through through the project of 20 songs on this. And we got people from like uh, Xavier Omar, Questlove, uh, Jameson, which we're still waiting for that, for that album. I'm going to shut my ass up. I'm going to shut my ass up. It's small interjection. It's between Pittsburgh and DC now that I'm going to see him. So just FYI. Um, but I'm, I'm about to get my ticket. So, okay. Um, But from what I've heard so thus far, I really like it. Really laid back, uh, just real laid back vibe. But if you want something that'll put you in a good, just fun, just a fun song to listen to, but can also lead to something else, if you know what I'm saying, um, I'm going to recommend that you go out and stream conscience uh single it came out in may but i've just uh literally just stumbled upon it it's called slaps and chokes and it's uh and the production is by johnny blaze and static my well raunchy as hell because well, but, but no, because so it, this is the I've never heard of the artist before, obvious, or I guess it might not be obvious. But man, the man, the man is ten to twelve years. I was maybe even longer in the dance hall game. Wow! But 
It's a bop. Like it's it's one of the ones that you really do hear, like, you know, how a DJ will have like a deep ass cut. And you'll like if a DJ throw it out, you're like, oh, and like it is one to like make you move. Um I I like it. So I'm mad because like I'm gonna save it to a playlist. I don't know when I'll ever use it, but like Man, you don't even need to say it. just play that stuff. Like that thing just makes you happy. Like, oh, it's so what, good. And th- the whole thing is that the is and this why I said we're gonna go when I get my information correct in time, I'm gonna do a a we dance hall retrospective and just give the flowers to the genre because three other artists have you made songs to that to that same rhythm, which is the same beat, mm. right? But it's how they interpret it. So that already shows creativity. It's like, okay, you did this. All right, let me see what I can do with it. And if it's gonna be if it's gonna be up there or it's gonna be down here. But it's like like a lot of these rhythms come out and it'll be like maybe like 15 people on it doing same same beat but they're doing their interpretation to it so you're like okay i like this flow i like how they did this i like the cadence but what i liked but what why to me this was like a song that was missing because i like this man summer just didn't feel like it just didn't feel like anything was really getting me moving personally and but this it was why you still got you still got labor day weekend you still got labor day weekend yeah but (laughs) Nothing felt like putting me in that, like, this is a summer song, you know? And I'm sure there's stuff out there, but, like, th- it didn't put me in that happy summer. But this was, like, the perfect blend of dancehall and R&B, and it had a soul. It had a soul to it. And, and of course, when, it, when I heard it, I was like, okay, let me find what this rhythm is. Let me let me see who else is on music it. that makes you what what's the sample? Who the artist? Let's bring that back, please. And it was like and when I found it, it was like about another three about another three or four that I was like, oh, okay. I still mess with it because the beat it just goes. It goes and of course we'll link everything. Y'all and- gotta y'all gotta play that one. Like I mean, play them all. Again, we always request you play them all. Y'all gotta play that one. That one is good. And by the time that this record, so the time of recording, it's right before Labor Day weekend. So this will come out after Labor Day weekend, most likely, unfortunately. But still, still got time. Yeah, still got time. To me, like to me, I heard that I was like, damn. And I don't know what the movement is over because I kind of, you know, jump in and out of the reggae dance hall scene. But this, to me, like we always talk about put your money where your mouth is, right? And if I was in that position, and if I was running a label or, or had the keys to like, we're gonna put money behind this joint. I would said, yes, we're put, we're pushing the button. We gonna get that out there because I can. It's one of those tracks that I could see, even though it's raunchy, I could see it being played. You over- could still, you could still clean it up because I mean. Because rum and Red Bull came over some. I mean, yeah. well, was it ever clean? I don't know, but like, you know, you can clean it up. You can fix it. But you, but you could play that. You could play that in the uh, in the adult R and B because it has that vibe to it. You know, you play it in the both. So you're like, oh, okay. So I could. We always say the mom test, right? If it was a clean version and we put it at a, we put it at the barbecue, you can. Yeah, the see moms and aunties going nuts. 
Period. Yeah, they're they're gonna hear it like this. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, See, right. They're going nuts. Yeah, let me get a little, let me get a little young thing, a little chat show. What I could do, like, okay. But we are the moms and aunties now. No, not the point. You the mom. Not the point. We are the moms and aunties. You're an uncle. Don't do that. I'm certain uh, you're an uncle. I'm an uncle, but I ain't no. Get get twisted. <laughs> Don't get twisted. You're an uncle, dad. I'm, dad, uncle. I'm, I'm that, but I ain't no no mom and auntie. Trust I mean, me. you knew what the fuck I meant. Yeah, we, ain't going, we ain't going there. You knew what the fuck I meant. Yeah, let's just let the bus drive by. Let's just you let see, drive by. You let's see look. how AD do? You see how let's AD let, let's let, Look, I'm trying to move. Look, the bus is going. <laughs> are you try, are you still trying to hop on? No, the bus is going. I ain't trying to do anything. We try, I'm trying to finish, wrap this up. We are, we bond over a bop, and the AD had to make it weird. No, I'm not making anything weird. See, I can make I can make certain things weird, but I'm not, I'm not uh, like... no, well, you yes, can... please, please listen to the songs, especially that that last one. Please listen to it. All of it's gonna be linked. We are gonna link it. It's gonna be great. Um, but yeah, listen to that one. That it was a bop. We just we just happened to play it right before recording, and it was Chef's Kiss. Chef's kiss. Um, but yeah, we have been talking for an hour, which is always so crazy. I'd be looking up and it'd be like, damn, it's a whole hour. Um, but yeah, housekeeping, we're getting back on schedule. Um, we've got some cool episodes being planned out. And yeah, that's the that's the big the big stuffs for the podcast. Other than that, AD, anything else before we wrap? All right. Well, this has been the Binac Podcast, where we talk music, the people that make it, and the communities that listen to it. We'll be back in two weeks. Bye, everybody.